0: Are you ready? A shot of wrestling! Episode 178 oh. And away we go! Rich, oh. you can shot boy Is that the
1: message you
2: got? We about to go live but you're ready to take a shot,
3: one. It's at the best that you got. From the fans to the fans, let me hit the ground, pop. So take a shot, one. It's at the best that you got. We about to go live. Are you ready to rock? So take a shot, one. It's at the best that you got. From my hands to the fans, let me in the crowd pop. So take a shot. Oh yeah. So take a shot. Oh. So take a shot.
0: Welcome, everyone, to A Shot of Wrestling, episode 178, hosted by yours truly, the Schwananoli, Hollywood Mark Schwan, taking over from Michael J. Putty. Sorry, Putty, it's my show now. You're going to have to fight me to get it back. Anyway, I am here joined
4: with Green Man. Well, I've been keeping uh, track of the ratings. Last show has so many downloads that I think you should be the new host. Like Michael J. Putty, it's, it, I, I know the story. He's going to come back on episode 179, and he's going to be like, it took three guys to take my spot. Oh, stop you know, it, Putty. You, Carson, Jimmy J, Abel, you all took my I spot. I mean, that's technically four yeah, guys, so. For- <laughs> <laughs> How many shots did we take already? <laughs> but you know what? The ratings are up. We're glad to have you as our host. You, you did a great job screening the ship last time uh and you're gonna do a great job tonight of so course man to be no here.
0: doubt in that man i'm hollywood i was born for this shit uh next <laughs> please, up yeah introduce me please thank you <laughs> all right so we don't have a third person today <laughs> all right yo no joke uh bringing him back again for a second time on a shot of wrestling very good friend of mine i've known him pretty much my whole life carson Nehoff. what's up my man two time two time baby I don't know what that means, but a, thank you for coming back on.
4: It's like Joey Two Belts. Joey <laughs> this is this is Carson Two Times. Carson Two Times.
0: Carsey Carsey two two time. Time. So this yeah. is your last time ever yeah. on a shot of wrestling. Well, welcome back and uh, hopefully we never see you again then. <laughs> this is my retirement match. <laughs> <laughs> my man, Carson, uh you're a numbers guy, man. I understand you have something I like to call now stat of the week with Carson Ehoff. Carson. Take it away, my man.
5: Okay, here we go. I think the last time I was on the show, uh, I kind of um, spread the knowledge that WrestleMania 13 was the what? Do we remember? The worst pay-per-view? No. <laughs> it was the only WrestleMania that did not sell out. Oh, In right. terms of so tickets. the worst
0: pay-per-view. No. The worst
5: WrestleMania, I should say. Well, pre-Austin Bret Hart match. But, the stat I have for you guys this time, okay, I'm going to ask you a question. You get one vote. Out of all the WWE or WWF champions, okay, in terms of only house be, show attendance, only, wait, wait. only WWF. Not so. No. So this is the World Heavyweight Title also counts for this. Okay? okay. So yeah, after after um, they got the World Heavyweight Title on with the WWE Championship. That those both count. No WCW stuff. Copy. Okay. Got, got it. Right? Okay. Who was, in terms of house show attendance, the highest drawing champion? And who was the lowest drawing champion? Now, I'm not asking you for what title reign it is. For instance, if it's The Rock, they have it here where it's his fourth reign, his fifth reign, his first reign, whatever it may be. Okay? But just give me the the top guy you think it is and give me the bottom guy you think it is.
0: Okay. Abel, it seems like you have your answer. Well,
4: well, what do I get if I get it right? I I don't know. What what do you want? I I want 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 steaks. steaks. You, You get a bottle of Hennessy White. No, I already had that. I really, I really want steaks. Could you order me a, a box of Omaha steaks delivered to my house, please? I could do if that. I get it right. All right oh, so what, the,
0: wait, what do I get if I get it right?
4: You get nothing. You're Hollywood. Oh, you, fuck you can off. afford anything. Fuck off. You can afford anything. Your driver drove you here. What's his name again? Carson <laughs> <You>, Ehoff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so the one who drew the most. The most. Ha- I mean, come on, guys. Has to be the immortal Hulk Hogan.
5: That's your guess. Juan, what's your guess? I'm going to go with John Cena. Okay, you're both wrong. Damn. It's the Rock. Stone Cold Steve Austin's third title reign. Really? Wow. He he, a- he worked 11 house shows with an average attendance of over just over 14,300. Wow. Wow.
4: Okay. Who was the lowest? That kind of makes sense, though, because it's like the peak of wrestling.
5: Yes.
0: I am going to go. You said the lowest before the show. You said the lowest is going to be surprising,
5: right? In terms of how he's respected amongst the wrestling community, yeah. It's going to be an answer that you don't want to say. Oh, I know what it is. It's Shawn Michaels.
4: I know. No, no, brother. It's Macho Man ran the Savage.
5: <laughs> yeah. No. no.
4: Damn it. I really want to
5: stay. Rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero. Oh. You know what? That makes sense. That makes sense. And to get the numbers straight here, Eddie Guerrero... Um oh, and his nice. only Tyler Rain. He worked 23 house shows with just an attendance of average of over 2,500 Which is man. damn
0: near 7 times less than Circle C Boston. That's crazy because like you know people cared a lot about Eddie Guerrero especially when he won the championship. It was such a good like story. And how he did it. Yes. It makes me think about today's product with Kofi Kingston, actually.
5: And, and, and just, just just to backtrack, Eddie Guerrero put JBL over. Right. Hell yeah. JBL does not get over if it wasn't for that feud right
0: exactly. there. Exactly.
4: That's the kind of guy Eddie, Eddie Do we
5: loves. have the numbers yes. of what
0: Kofi Kingston's doing right now as as World Heavyweight Champion?
5: Um, I don't know if I have those numbers on me, but I will tell you one thing in terms of crowd reaction, he has to be the last because <laughs> I've watched him now come out three times to absolutely zero pop. I said it the last time I was on the show and nothing has changed since. And that was uh, about a month ago. Right. Yeah. Nothing has changed.
0: It's amazing because, you know, I was there at WrestleMania and we were just so for it. we were just so mm. about Kofi Kingston beating Daniel Bryan for the world heavyweight champion, uh, world heavyweight championship. And we went
5: nuts. Well, yeah, that's what happens when right. that's what happens when you book a show and you give fan service. Right. You gave the fans everything they wanted that show. Oh okay, so now we're all pleased as fans, we're good. Okay, now let's move on. But and goes, unfortunately, that's how it is. I don't think that's how it should be, but that's how it was. It goes
0: to show though a little bit something here. I I wanted to get to this actually. Uh good point cuz Eddie Guerrero, we can all agree, phenomenal wrestler. Definitely a better wrestler than Stone Cold Steve Austin in ring yes. I'm talking about. But Stone Cold had a better character.
5: Now, Do you think that's because Eddie came from WCW and Stone Cold was the reason why? He didn't just come from WCW. I mean, he came from the territories and whatnot. Well, yeah. Well, no, he earned his stripes in the territories and he was always respected. But as a casual fan back in the day, you're looking at these two guys. You see Eddie Guerrero coming with the Radicals, right? I think it was January of 2000, I believe it was, when he came in with uh, Perry Saturn and and D. Malenko and, and Chris Benoit. But Austin was WWE. He was the reason why that show. I mean, excuse me. That you know, that company did not go underwater. He, he's the reason why people watch. Yes. You know, it, it was phenomenal.
0: And like you know, it's, it's funny. He has that new show after USA. Yeah, I've caught glimpses of it. I mean, he's still the same person. Like he's still just when he talks. Like when he was on Raw that one time, he, he doesn't he, age. He, by he, the way, he, no, he, hasn't <laughs> he doesn't. age. He doesn't age. He's You're more right. jacked than ever right now. I, I feel, and he doesn't age. You're right. and he doesn't do much. He doesn't. Do, I talked about it last show too. he only had what three moves and. You know, he just told a story. And it was phenomenal. Different but what, era back what then what I, too. To, what I wanted to talk about here is it's about character. Um, obviously, like we care more about the character than the, what you can do inside the ring. And I want to touch on, uh, BWF. You know, we we do commentary at Shot of Wrestling for BWF. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last show, actually, I got to come back from a two-show absence uh, because I was doing wedding shit, of course. Oh, uh, yeah, shit. yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> Loser, it, it, I know it's over now. <laughs> we can get over that. Um, but
5: you want to talk about the lowest drawing wedding ever? <laughs>
0: You want to talk about the best entrance ever? <laughs> this guy. Anywho.
5: Respect on the entrance, by the way. Thank
0: you. Thank you. It
5: was a house show of attendance of 155.
0: Boom. Um, <laughs> and that's what exactly what it was going for. Anyway. You beat me by five people. I did. Wow. <laughs> Damn it. But most importantly, uh, so I, I came back in commentary with Putty uh, for the, the BWF Back to School. Which, you know, had a lot of rookies in the show, a lot of people that don't really get on the BWF regular cards. You don't get a lot of time on there. It's
4: like a student showcase.
0: Uh, yes and no. I mean, uh, JD Alpha I mean, was awesome. He got to win over a Cruiserweight Championship for IWA, mm-hmm. uh, which was great. The Light Heavyweight Championship, I should say. Excuse me. Uh, so, Nikos Rico's against against uh, Brother Greatness. Match of the night, actually. It was two out of three false match for the BWF. Cruiserweight Championship and those guys that continued their rivalry. It was
4: phenomenal. May the, I say the, the brother story. greatness is someone who is definitely underappreciated and definitely overlooked in the independent scene. In BWF, this guy is amazing. Talk about an entertainer. Stone Cold being an entertainer. This is someone that you look at and you're like, not expecting to get that entertainment factor, but the dude has charisma. He- the dude gets everybody going. And if you talk about crowd participation, in a match, Brother Greatness is at the top of that list for BWF. Well,
0: listen, you know, um, you know, as a as Hollywood Mark Schwann, you know, you, you obviously hear how I feel about Brother Greatness when I talk about him. But, you know, I will give him some respect. Obviously, the fans, they see something in him. Nikos Rico. Is- Hallelujah. Oh God, don't even get me started on that <laughs> shit. But, uh, you know, people buy into it. You know, Nikos Rico is a. You don't buy into God? <sighs> I, 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 I
4: don't, Hollywood.
0: I don't, I don't buy into Joel Austin. I'll tell you that. Anyway. <laughs> But what I want to say is about this is a lot of these, uh, these newer talents, these, these uh, enhanced talents of people that are training, that are trying to get their opportunity, uh, they showed a lot uh, in the ring. I'll, I'll say that. They showed a lot in the ring as far as their moves and whatnot. Uh, obviously, you know, they're still training.
5: Mm-hmm. As a talent evaluator – I'm sorry, finish.
0: My point is what I'm trying to say. Um, sorry to cut you off, Carson. The thing that was missing a lot from a lot of these guys – was the character, you know, uh, talking to them? They uh, seemed like they were still trying to figure it out, and seeing them perform, it seemed like they were just trying to figure it out. It seemed like a lot of the guys. It's not did, an
4: easy thing, though. It's definitely. Do you think Stone Cold? If you think I about, feel like it is easy because we're talking about Stone Cold, right? The dude came out as a ringmaster. You know, it took him a while to be like, "All right, let me gain people's trust." Let them make me believe in me and who I am to come out just with black trunks and raise help in this bitch.
0: Well, not necessarily so because Vince McMahon told him to be the ringmaster. Uh, You go back to ECW; he was more so the Stone Cold that we know and love today. You know, so 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 when Vince McMahon was switching uh, switch things up a bit, Stone Cold brought out that side from ECW. He always well his
5: promos in ECW, I think, was the most. Um, was that the closest thing that we got to Stone Cold before yes. Stone Cold happened. Yes. It, yes, Overstunning exactly. Steve Austin, obviously over the ringmaster, I think those promos he cut for ECW in that short amount of time was kind of the... The Stone Cold um, of yeah, oh, today. The, yeah, the precursor to what we see. 100%. Know.
0: 100%. But that's why I said. It, it's about the 96. character. Like Stone Cold, he had like three, four moves maybe at most.
5: Yeah, yeah. John Cena topped them. The Lutez fine. Press, so the bit. Stunner, yeah. Right. Stomping a mud hole,
0: you know. Make us believe in you. Make, make us want us to come back for more. Tell the story in the side of the ring, outside the ring. You know, it, it, it's about mastering your character. I honestly, I agree, I disagree with you, Abel. I think it is easy to do. Um, and maybe it's just because of my acting background. Mm. You know, like you figure out your character, you own it, you become it for for the sake of the fans, and you just live up to it. You know, and then everything else, the moves that you do, everything else, it it, it comes secondary to you. That's honestly what I believe. Um, And I think there's a lot of problems that maybe WWE is having now as well. You know, you see, like, Kofi Kingston. You know, he's phenomenal in the ring. But, like, you know, obviously he's not telling a story well enough to get himself over. You know, Eddie Guerrero phenomenal in the ring, but obviously he didn't do as good a jump job as Stone Cold a, to, to get himself over. Is there
4: still an opportunity for Kofi Kingston? Because I'm a strong believer that you're only as good as your last match. Because it's the last thing people remember. It's the reason I think Goldberg came back. I think you're, Because no, no I, one wanted to remember that Goldberg we saw in Saudi Arabia. He had to come back and redeem himself to the Goldberg that he is.
0: But yes and no. You're only as good as your last match. But I think you're, more so, you're only as good as your last rivalry, as your last story. You know, Goldberg... And and Dolph Ziggler Ziggler was bashing Goldberg on on TV and on social media, and we all knew it. And when Goldberg was announced as the opponent, I was like, oh, shit, that's really cool. Okay, so let's see what happens. And it told the story because Dolph Ziggler was just shitting on him. We all know that. Yep. You know, It told the story. Well, it also
5: protected Goldberg as well. It protected Goldberg, yeah. But you want to know, going back to Kofi Kingston, because I I actually like Kofi Kingston. I know it sounds like I probably hate him or I hate on him. I I actually love the guy in terms of – like the thing the whole new day, I think, was the perfect thing his career needed for the past X oh, amount of years. Hundred percent. But what he needed in order to succeed as a champion that we're gonna take seriously is a slight gimmick change. Now, not saying to change your entire gimmick, but he needed to become I, I think I think, you know, walking down the aisle now, the, the ramp throwing the pancakes, I think that needed to stop as, once he yeah, had the strap. Be a little bit more as serious a champion. Do you I think superstar Billy Graham was talking about this he and, was and, and he and, and he I, I mean he said it in some some more choice words and you know in terms of he had to do steroids and 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 whatever but, I disagree
0: with that, but yeah well no. yeah,
5: but I think you need to when you make that when you put the belt on somebody like Kofi Kingston, the guy who we've seen for the last Eleven, 11 years, years. We all know that, and, and and we know he's not Jamaican now anymore, right? <laughs> we know that. We know he's kind of a goofball with New Day, but he's great in the ring. When you put when you put not not just like the United States, you're putting the strap on him. You're putting right. the the, right. the that the means something. It means that much more. The most important well, championship in wrestling history. You're putting on him. You need. To do a slight gimmick change so we can take you seriously as a champion, and I think that's where the crowd fell off with him recently because I think they're kind of like, okay, he's funny, he's a champion. Oh, you know, we're almost like we're just happy to be here type of thing. And I, th- I think he needs to have a little more of an edge to him.
0: I agree. I agree with a lot with you saying, Carson. Actually, I agree with everything that you were saying. Um, you know, because yes, the WWE World Heavyweight Championship—that's. It's one of That's one of the top outs. Stop that, smiling so much. Stop smiling so much. You can still get, be
5: a baby face without smiling. If you're a young wrestler out there, aspiring wrestler, just know that. You can still be a baby face without smiling <laughs> the entire way and from Stone the, Cold from from the locker room. Yeah, from the locker room to the ring. You don't have to smile every single time.
4: And but you know what's important about this conversation right now? This is the opinion of the fans. So we, we have a lot of wrestlers and we have, know a lot of talent that listen to the show. And sometimes they get knowledge passed down to them but this is why the show is so important because it's it's fans it's fans telling you what we see how we interpret it and and we're giving that feedback and yes you're right like if you're a good guy you don't just have to smile um and that's- fred hart was a good guy and he you know it took that edge when he started being a heel that I was like hey yeah this guy's being mistreated like people are dogging on it him, was so like him it was so realistic yeah. it was so realistic and that's
0: what we want We're a little bit more real and that's why I actually kind of dig the Randy Orton and Kofi Kingston storyline when I say last show but truth and reality I mean that does bring ratings Like people want to yeah. see that
4: yeah uh, we want to connect
0: we want to see that blur a little bit more you know because it's so easy to check shit out on social media and it's so easy to check shit out in the dirt sheets um But listen, guys, honestly, we can talk about this all day. Honestly, what I really want to get into right now, Green Man, you put on another interview with Mike Quackenbush. This
4: is a big one.
0: This is a big one. He's here for a second time.
4: This is... Not many people have gotten the opportunity... Did you drug him to get him back on for a second (laughs) time? What what happened? How did this happen? He
0: got on for a second time.
4: Uh, I'll I'll tell you later. (laughs) I'll tell you who I had to bribe to make my deals behind the scenes, but... Let it be known that, yes, we did get a second interview with Mike Quackenbush. And just when you think the conversation was done at the first interview we had after Joey Janela's spring break, too, we went into a whole nother level. He opened up so much about...
0: No, I know. It's phenomenal.
4: Wow. So before I give anything away, Shakara Source Rex, September 7th, Shot of Wrestling is the social media ambassadors for that show, which means... We told you at the last show we got a list of everything we have to do. It's very time-consuming. We we should be getting paid a lot more, by the way, Carson. We're not being paid enough. (laughs) It's what they call in the business paying your dues. Yes. (laughs) But we're going to do it, and we're going to do it with a smile because it's, it's Shakara, and it's amazing, and they're great storytellers, and we're just privileged and honored to be a part of that environment at their big summer extravaganza. And Mike Quackenbush is wrapping up our series of interviews here on A Shot of Wrestling, as we like to call it, A Shot of Shakara. All right, if you're ready and willing, I'm able, and welcome to another exciting edition of A Shot of Wrestling the Interviews. If you have not done so already, follow us on all forms of social media at A Shot of Wrestling on Facebook and Instagram, and Shot of Wrestling No A on Twitter. You can also contact us via email at inbox at a shot of or dial it up 619 3433005 and leave your comments the shot of wrestling hotline. Now we say it time and time again that wrestling brings us together, and today is no different. Today we are joined by the master of a thousand holds, the one, the only. Welcome back to a shot of wrestling, Mike
2: Quackenbush. Hello, hello.
4: Welcome back, sir. It is a pleasure. You know, like Michael J. Putty likes to say, when you're here, you're family and you definitely are that to us. Welcome. I back. only feel that way
2: here and at Olive Garden.
4: <laughs> That's where he got it from. Interesting. <laughs> Well, welcome. We are also joined by one of the co-hosts to A Shot of Wrestling, someone who's been a guide to us in the professional wrestling industry as far as commentating is concerned, the one, the only, the voice of BCW, Mr. Pete Rosato. Welcome.
3: Abel, you flatter me. It is an honor and pleasure to be here as always. It's always great to be uh, on A Shot of Wrestling uh, and an absolute honor for me. Uh, to be on this interview. You know, Abel, we've had many private and public conversations about how I feel and I look up to and idolize uh, Mike Quackenbush and And, uh, your first interview, literally, I've listened to multiple times over. it's It's been a, gr- a great listen. And also just to anytime you get to hear Mike Quackenbush speak. So uh, let's get to that. Let's hear Mike Quackenbush speak because that is why we're all here today. That is today. why
4: we're all here. And I got to be honest, the last time we had Mike, last time we had you on the phone, uh, we were with our intern, Jeff. Um, he's currently away serving our country in the Air Force. But, uh you know, he and you had a great dialogue a great connection over at joy janela spring break too
3: i still hate jeff for that
4: <laughs> <laughs> a lot has happened since then so it's one of the reasons that we're want to welcome you back and want you to fill us in on everything that's been going on since the last time we spoke so let's get started the wrestling in- industry has changed so drastically in a matter of i feel a year like not it, even
3: a couple of months it seems like everything's gone so fast
4: mike mm-hmm. Being a professional, being someone who is in tune in the wrestling business, what are some of the changes that you've recognized made the biggest impact so far in the past year?
2: Well, the easiest answer, of course, is this emergence of a competitor at the national level for the WWE, which makes this 2019, I think, the most interesting year in wrestling since 2002. As 2001 goes on, the McMahon machine gobbles up WCW and ECW. And then this vacuum occurs because of the monopoly. Mm -hmm. And nature certainly abhors a vacuum. So 2002 sees the NWA TNA experiment arrive and Ring of Honor, Chikara. All these new things start to kind of uh, bud and blossom up out of the graves of WCW and ECW. This, I think, of the last 17 years will prove to be the most interesting in professional wrestling because we're about to discover... In what way is the landscape going to tilt toward all elite wrestling? Mm-hmm. Um, they have proven to an extent their power on social media. They have put out a couple of events that prove they are not just a T-shirt company, but a ticket-selling <laughs> megalith. Yeah. When they arrive on TV in October, how much more is the landscape going to tilt, going to tip? And we really haven't had anything like this since... The heyday of the monday night wars since those much heralded 83 weeks so it's an exciting time it's a compelling time it's intriguing we don't know it's fun to speculate about what that impact might end up being um certainly i think there's a a swell of optimism because competition brings out the best in everyone a monopoly is never anybody's best interest and yet just again speculating what happens if their arrival is actually terrifically detrimental somehow to pro wrestling we don't know all we can do Mm -hmm. is guess right now so it's as if we've been given some very tantalizing and titillating trailers for a movie that doesn't arrive until october but we're all going to be lined up to see what happens when that movie debuts
3: you know what's interesting though when you speak about the iconic 83 weeks the legendary 83 weeks the days of the ecw wcw and wwe wars um and it's interesting now because it's not just aew I mean, I think AEW because it's happened on such a grand scale so quickly, um, and and also who it's being run by. I mean, it's it's men and women who have been in the WWE machine, and also them many of them who have survived and blossomed outside of the WWE machine, and also the money that's coming with it. Tony Khan and the family, and the Khan family having the kind of equity that they have to fund the company. But I also want to take it to this. Mike, we have, as d- at this moment, you have five professional wrestling companies on some form of television platform that the everyday person can subscribe to on cable. Six, if you count New Japan, Ring of Honor, TNA, MLW, AEW, Soon, and the WWE. And to a lesser extent, you have... Uh, Wow, which is, has launched in LA uh, as, as the women's promotion. And now what we just saw a couple of weeks ago evolve being mm-hmm. on the WWE network. And so it, in that way, it's not just one and two. It's not just that WCW, WWE. How does this proliferation of professional wrestling on these platforms also affect how that battle happens on the on the higher level?
2: Yeah, what you're asking here is an excellent question because the playing field is so different than when the only thing we had to concern ourselves with were quarter-hour Nielsen ratings on a Monday night. Um, the landscape has been completely changed by these new technologies. And, you know, worthy of being part of this conversation, I think, is GLOW on Netflix. Love that show. Um, Very true. Like, uh, to be unabashed about it, it's my favorite wrestling show. Really? Um, and there are episodes that feature virtually no wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> I love glow. Um so yeah, the the method of delivery is very different. That just the success of being the elite as it lives on YouTube is such a great case study. Um how do people want to get this? And the answer I think is decreasingly cable. When there was a time, I mean, to an extent the nationalization of the WWF around the time of WrestleMania 1 and the success that follows in the Hulkamania era is completely built on the back of cable TV and Vince McMahon's inimitable understanding and manipulation of that platform. But now the people he is going to have to fight won't fight him on that battlefield. So it's 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 very very intriguing as I said. This is such a fascinating time for pro wrestling talking about it from the business point of view, which generally is not a point of view I speak from, right? I'm very much pro wrestling as art. That's my voice in the conversation. But looking at the way in which the industry is being shaped by these other forces right now, um, it's as intriguing as anything going on.
3: So, so Mike, but I wonder, because we have the whole concept of the roster, Mm -hmm. right, wouldn't one think that eventually you're going to have someone that's performing in the yellow brand that's going to eventually get featured on the blue brand or the red brand? And wouldn't you want that viewer who you invested so much time in getting them hooked on those characters, on those performers, on the yellow brand, to then come with them to the other brands and and see them perform there? Because I would think that that would be the goal. You want to transition people to say, yes, get hooked on the yellow, get hooked on the purple. But we want to take those those same performers and feature them on red and blue because they are our bread and butter, our mainstays, our flagships. And we want you to come here as well, whether it be for 20 minutes a night, because that person is in those segments for 20 minutes or whether it be for the whole two to three hours.
2: You're making an excellent point here, Pete. And probably the real life logistics of the creating of the red and the blue and the yellow and the purple are informing what, what, the answer to all of this is which is um you know at times the monday night royal writing team is as many as 28 people the writing team on nxt is generally four at times five people so these four or five people that make the yellow one as we've been saying they have a focus to them uh they have constant contact with the person that informs the vision of the company that's triple h i don't think i'm telling anybody a trade secret here (laughs) um
3: spoiler alert
2: Right. (laughs) (laughs) He sets the vision for what he wants, and then he informs his head writer and the two assistant writers to go out and execute his vision. And then a draft comes back to him and he says, you know, I would imagine I don't sit in on these meetings to tell you exactly, but I would imagine. Right. Then there's the revision process. Hey, this doesn't Mm -hmm. meet our goal. This isn't what we're trying to accomplish on episode four hundred and thirty. Bring me a second draft. And then they kind of bang that into shape. And then we ship the yellow one. But they make. Uh, again humor this analogy here they make certain toys they build these toys one toy might be Alistair black and one toy might be ricochet and one toy might be Johnny Gargano et cetera, et etc but then it leaves this team this team of four or five individuals and that toy goes over here where there's a team of 28 people who take their marching orders from someone who may not necessarily share the same vision who does not have the same mission for the end product The goal of the yellow one is not the same as the goal of the red one. And the guy who sets the vision for the yellow one is much younger and has different interests than the guy who sets the vision for the red one. Uh. So you get those 28 people then who then inherit these toys that have been made somewhere else and they may not know how to play with them. It's no different than when Peter David took over X Factor from Louise Simonson. There were all these toys and Peter David did not know necessarily how to play with them. So he had to say, get rid of Cyclops and give me Havoc. They're still the Summers brothers at the end of the day, right? But Havoc and Cyclops are very different. And similarly, when the, when you get a ricochet on Monday Night Raw, does he feel and taste the same as ricochet on the yellow one? No. He's being written by a different team of writers, satisfying a vision set by a different guy. So yes, to your point, shouldn't we be trying to, you know, like, because we're all in the meeting together, right? Um, hey, Triple H, you know what would be great? Can we somehow make sure that these awesome toys that you build down here on NXT are congruous with the way they'll be presented on the red one? You bet that's ideal. And I guarantee you there are people in the system who understand that that would be ideal, Mm -hmm. but those are not the current circumstances that they have to work with. They still have to make the very best end product they can based on who their boss is and what they're asking of them any given week. And the priority may never be make sure these guys here on the yellow and purple feel and taste the same when we see them on red and blue. That's just not one of their corporate priorities, unfortunately.
4: Whoa, 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 whoa. If you thought that we were going to give you the whole interview here on episode 178, and you're sadly mistaken because you could go on our YouTube to catch our full interview with Mike Quackenbush. Now, in the interest of time guys, I had to cut that interview short. Green,
0: man, you little cocktease. I am
4: so sorry. I know Just that- when I was getting really <laughs> good. I was like, "Oh my god, he's going to talk about the Ah. Uh. I know. I know. I know. It's 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 what you call a cliffhanger. In the business. Yeah, well, you know, I, I, Hollywood, you should know about
0: that. Oh, I know about that. I know all about that. <laughs> I make a living off that shit.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so check it out. Full interview, going to be on YouTube at A Shot of Wrestling. There's a lot more that we discuss. And uh, like I said before, he opens up a lot. So thank you, Mike Quackenbush. And we'll see you on September 7th for Shakara Soros Rex.
0: Oh, my God. Oh, that's going to be amazing. Well, with that, we got a little news, guys. You ready for this?
4: Oh, yeah. I'm ready.
0: <laughs> it's time for In the News with Michael J. Putty and Mark Schwab. All right. So PWI 500, guys, just came out. We have the top 10. Uh, the top the, the, the 500, the full list is out there somewhere. I caught a quick glimpse of it. Abel, hey, well, you had a great it, it description so of it. It was so weird.
4: I, I, you know, as, as a good podcast journalist in professional wrestling, I'm trying to get all the stories, all the exclusives before anybody else does. And sadly, trying to get this PWI 500 list was like watching porn back <laughs> in the 90s. You know that scramble vision? Right. Where you're just like, ooh, I, I, I think I saw a boob. Is her areola pink? Is it is it brown? I I, I don't know. It's Joey Janella. <laughs> it's Joey Janella, baby. Uh, I'm jerking off to this one. He made it. It's Joey on it. It's Joey on it. Again. Oh. Joey must have been on it. No, he was so, on yeah, it. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But uh, I I have the top ten officially right now. Uh, I'm going to lead off backwards. Uh, with ten we have Will Osprey. Uh, nine uh, Tanahashi. Uh, I'm sorry, I butchered that one. Tanahashi. 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 Eight Kenny Omega. Seven Roman Reigns. Six. Johnny Gargano.
5: Should be higher. Okay.
0: Johnny Gargano.
4: I'm yes. just, uh, I am actually surprised Should be higher top
5: 10. I'm surprised. Really? Yes. Oh, wow. Because, no,
4: no, no. Not because he doesn't deserve to be in the top 10. But I feel like the PWI 500 is, is a list that some people don't really care too much about. And for them to give him the accolade of, of top 10, I kind of feel like...
5: Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've got done watching NXT and I'm like... Holy shit. Johnny Gargano had the best, the best match on the card. His match with Andrade, to me, is the and, and I'm, I may be the minority on this, but his match with, uh, against, was it versus Andrade? What was that? NXT TakeOver? Was that? Uh, that was WrestleMania New Orleans, right? Was that TakeOver New Orleans last year? Was that when it was? I might be wrong on that. But either way, that match that him and Andrade had was, to me, the best match I've seen out of any promotion in the last two, three years.
4: Wow. One of the best actually, Johnny, get... Johnny Gargano moments that I have personally is at that Evolve sure is. when they were at LeBoom. Um, right. And I actually got an opportunity to stay between uh, intermission. And it was Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory literally going over their match. Wow. It was the, that, the that focus really cool. the focus that man has and, like, going over it. And, like, literally I could see the match going on in his mind. Like, his... He was so focused, and they were like going like, "Pop, pop, move here! Pop, pop, move there! We're gonna do this! We're gonna do that! You're gonna take me in!" And like literally, they were creating this story. And I was far away that I couldn't hear much, but just seeing them, I knew oh, I was in store for a special. magical yeah. moment. When the match happened, I gotta tell you, bro, I popped on the inside, <laughs> on the inside.
5: That's and awesome. just a correction: it was NXT Takeover Philadelphia Royal Rumble weekend last year got it yes and, awesome. and, and 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 like i said if you have time if you have about 35 actually no i think they went about over 40 minutes if you have 45 minutes of your time go back and watch the johnny gargano okay on match from nxt takeover philadelphia Andrade,
4: come on well well listen i'm gonna go on the record right now johnny gargano back to your point yes johnny gargano will be the one who has the highest selling Pay per view buys as champion when he gets to that point.
0: I disagree with that, but that's another story. Going on right the there. record. Going
4: on
5: Vince, the record. Vince needs to be out if he has any shot of sniffing <laughs> the strap in WWE.
0: Again, you know, Johnny, you and know, that's gonna come that's, after that's Velveteen a, Dream. I, due to time constraints, I'm not going to get into that right now. I, I do have a lot I would like to say about it, but moving on. Uh, six, very good spot, I think, for Johnny Gargano in the top ten. Now, he's still young in his career, and obviously he's going to grow. Uh, five, Okada. Four, Kofi Kingston. Three, AJ Styles. Two, Daniel
4: Bryan. And one... Props for Daniel Bryan. I didn't think he would make the top ten. Hey, I gotta be honest. Yeah, especially uh, he was back for he's been a, what a year. Feel years. like, yeah, feel
5: like, feel like he hasn't wrestled enough. Yes. in the last year, yes. in order to deserve no- like, and but to not, come back the way he did though. And the Tanahashi Okada don't sleep on that. If you and once again, if you have time, go check out their matches over there in New Japan. There's, I don't think they should be behind Daniel Bryan for this year. And I'm not, I'm Daniel Bryan's career amazing. Um, everything he's done prior to this is amazing. But I feel like the last like seven eight months, have we really seen a lot of him? No. Well, what goes on to the uh, obviously number one? I'm just going
0: to get to right now. And of course, we all know it because WWE made a big deal about Seth Rollins. Yeah. Uh, so
4: congrats to him. But you know, going what I want to talk about. Congrats know, to PWI 500 who just got a mention from the WWE because this again this list. It's just some guys getting together, and it's their assumption. It, it, it's like Dave Meltzer, like this right. five star, four star shit. It's all up to him. And there's, a, there's. A I respect
5: what you do, Dave. I respect
0: what you he, do. He there's up. a lot of different things I'm that fan. go into it. It's not just wrestling. You know, it, it, it's the rivalries they had, the impact of wrestling they had. Um the storytelling that they did. There was a, there's a lot that goes into it. Wins and
5: B- losses actually goes into it as win, well. Wins and
0: losses as well. Which and, I think is super. You know, Dana Bryan, you know, his his comeback, his heel turn. I mean, those are all big things that he did. And he did so in a high level. Uh coming back from what he did for someone that retired and we've never thought we'd see in the ring again, I think is phenomenal. And I think honestly, well deserved a two spot. Uh very well deserved.
5: Top ten spot, enough two, in my I opinion. Agree. Well
0: I agree. Fair enough. That, that's that's your opinion. I respect that, but I disagree. Um
5: you respect that. that's all it matters. <laughs> that, that's a respect that. that's all that matters.
0: Exactly. But, you know, I do want to say a shout out to some people that we've worked with and some people that's been on a shot of wrestling that's made the list. Joey Ace.
4: Very excited for that. So excited. Um, in the last few months, definitely gotten a lot closer to talk to Joey Ace and kind of know how much of his time and dedication he's put into the business and making who he was from. Even, I mean, the shot of wrestling is three years old. And from where we started knowing of a Joey Ace to where he is now, very well-deserved. And I still say to this day, I'll go on record on this one, too. The best elbow from the top rope. Very much to rival that of Macho Man Randy Savage. It's not even better. If you have not seen it in person, that salty elbow, it is so nice.
0: No, I've seen it. Joey Ace, no, um. You're not exaggerating, actually. It, it, it's, it's a beautiful so thing clean. to see live. So clean. Um on there. Sony Kiss made the list. Uh, joined Janela, as we talked about before. Uh, Joe Gacy.
4: Joe Gacy's been on the list since 2011. The dude is... It's, it's, he's like a fixture on the PWI 500 at this point. And let me tell you, he's just going to keep going down and down the list because he is part of that Evolve roster. And if you've been paying attention to Evolve... And NXT and WWE, I feel like NXT is no longer developmental, but you know what is? Evolve Wrestling. Right. Yes, right. I agree with that. And
0: I, I feel like I'm forgetting some other names of, of people that have been on. that, that are on oh, Jordan Brian,
4: Oliver, Casey Navarro. Oh,
0: Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. Uh, is on the list as well. Uh, you know, Yeah, there are a lot of spectacular names that are on that list that we had the privilege of working with. And a pr- the privilege of having on our show. So congratulations to everyone that, that's made this list. Uh, 500 out of, uh, you know, there, there are just thousands of wrestlers out there. Um, maybe close to millions. Uh, and you know what? To make the f- top 500, uh, whether it's the first time, second time, third time, fourth time, whatever it may be, it's obviously a true honor. So congrats to them. Guys, how do you feel about this list overall?
5: I think it's healthy to have because as a fan... You want to see a ranking when it comes to all of the promotions in the world, right? Mm-hmm. You want to see a ranking, and and even though this list, I mean, I don't want to say it means nothing because it actually does mean something, but it does mean it also means nothing in, in in the same breath because everyone's gonna have their cup of tea. Everyone's gonna have their like, for instance, like the Tanahashis and, and, and all the new guys from New Japan. Like I respect their I respect their work and their matches in the ring. Um, a little more than some of the guys ahead of him, and then and, and for instance, I think you're a little opposite on that, which is fine. And I think it just it, it builds great conversation, um, and it also helps you analyze like the state of the business right now, like where we are in this. Like we have right now the boom of wrestling is going to happen again in about the next month and a half. It's going to happen again, and you know what? The fact that lists like these are out there is going to make for more conversation now because now AEW is going to get bigger and bigger, right? And WWE is always going to be top of the hill, all right? And we, we're still going to have those guys over New Japan killing it, always getting those four or five-star matches. I know, Dave Melzer, but, okay? <laughs> but it's true, though. And so I think these lists, they mean a lot, and they also mean nothing, if that makes any sort of sense. And it's great conversation.
0: It's great conversation. That's where I agree with you. I think, Carson, you have a different um, idea of what my perspective is on it. Uh, and I'll tell you right now what my perspective is on it. For the guys that are in WWE, NXT, AEW, even ROH, you know it might not mean a whole lot uh, because it's kind of almost like expected that they're going to be on there. But for the guys in the indies, like the the ones that we just mentioned before, it means the world to them. It it does, but also at the same time, there are guys in indies that don't really care about it. I mean, Eric Jaden. Uh, he didn't make the list, and you know, honestly, he doesn't really care that he made the list. You know, if he made the list, would he be happy? I'm sure he'd have a little bit smirk, but he'd move on regardless because he's a professional. And that's what he does. But the fact that uh, people that we've worked with, people in indies that did make this list, um, you know what it does? It does bring more eyes to the independent oh, uh, to the independent leagues like BCW, like BWF like L.A.W. Well, uh, I think like, and, and I, th- I think that's the important thing. That it's just like, you know, it, it's a post, it's a conversation starter. People talk about it, and eventually people will move on. Next week like, people forget all about it until like the women's list comes out.
5: Wrestling? <laughs> wrestling professional wrestling is an ego-driven business, okay? No it matter is. what level you're on, whether you're in the indies, whether you're in Japan, whether you're in A.W., whether you're in WWE, it doesn't matter, okay? It is an ego-driven business and I think as a WWE performer, I don't think they'll, they really, I mean, I mean, Seth Rollins, I'm sure he cares about being number the, the, one. The That's pretty cool. The,
0: the fact that he's but, number one, they had to address it, of course.
5: But a guy like, say, Dolph Ziggler right now, who, who, uh, damn near, if he was booked the right way, would be on that list and would be top five. No, Dolph, Ziggler is,
0: Dolph Ziggler is on the list. No, 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 no. no.
5: I mean, I'm talking about the top 10, I mean, I mean, I know he's on but the top 10 I'm talking about. He, okay, he would be top five if he was booked the right way and, and was a little more over in terms of you know, storylines or whatnot. But I think that for those indie guys, it should mean the world that they're on that list. Because, because you are getting rec- – because as, as an indie performer, you want to be recognized. That's Absolutely. why you're doing this. You want to be recognized. You're not doing this because you want to top out at the indie level. Because right? all those guys in the indies right now, if you ask them, what's your dream? What's your goal? Right? Is it to stay in the indies? No, They want to. They, they want to no, use that as a springboard to work their way up, and they want right. to be a WWE champion one day. Right. Or so. so or the w- champion. Yeah, exactly. AEW champion. But, too the soon, fact, too soon. Not yet. but but the <laughs> fact that they're getting on that list is bring the eyes, as you just mentioned, to the indies, and I think that is awesome for the. For the for the, um, for the indies, it's awesome for the talent, and it's awesome for anybody who's going to be wrestling that talent or involved in the storyline. It gets everybody over it. So those exactly. guys should thrive to be on that list. That's why I say it means a lot and also means nothing in in a way like that because those indie guys, um, that's huge for them. No, it's huge I, I, for whatever promotion I'm, they're part of. That's huge.
0: I 100% agree because, you know what, again, using uh, Joey as an example, uh, phenomenal talent. I love him. He's an awesome, awesome guy, awesome talent. Um, but, you know, it, it doesn't just mean the world for him to be on that list, but, you know, it means the world for the, for the future guys he works with in the indie promotions. Because, you know, it does then bring eyes to the indie promotions, as you said before. Uh, Joey, Ga- uh, Joey Ace is fighting uh, going to wrestle this dude. Uh, great. He's going he's to wrestle Casey Navarro at BCW. They're both on the top 500. Yeah. That's phenomenal. I want to watch BCW. Right. And for everyone else on the card... That didn't make that five hundred. That's great because it brings more eyes to And maybe
4: who who knows?
0: Maybe those guys will make that five hundred next year.
4: There's a lot of things that quantify you being on this list: wins and losses, championships. You know what you've done. You know you can't just be on the list. So, you know, sadly, our dear friend Eric Jaden didn't make that list. You know, but next year is a bigger year for him. You know, he just faced Darius Carter for the BCW championship. He is now, he's been this past year LAW champion. He's now BWF champion. Hopefully soon to be. Chase that championship, Eric, for BCW champion. He's the
0: leader of the Satusion squad, squad, formerly of the Deadly S- uh, Sand squad. Uh, he's got... Oh. Uh, from what I know, a lot more opportunities ahead, uh, stuff that I can't even talk about right and, now, but a lot of ex- exciting and he's opportunities. He's building a
4: resume for yeah. himself. No matter how long he's been in the business, he's building a resume in 2019 for himself to be in 2020, a bigger um, conversation piece. Right. Okay. So, and like, he, and he like just Austin recently,
5: in 96. And he just recently wrestled. He
0: just recently wrestled Joey Gacy, a guy yeah. in the top 500.
4: Yeah. yeah. And beat him. Yeah. So, to Carson's point, I do agree, absolutely. It doesn't mean anything, maybe for the top guys who, at this point, they've been fighting at this level for so long, but for the guys who are winning championships, who are trying to get their name across, who are trying to get bookings, who are working every weekend, who are sacrificing everything in their family life to balance and make something of themselves in the wrestling community, it means so much more to them because they're the ones making that sacrifice and they need that recognition. Because it's just going to propel them to that next level.
0: Absolutely. And I think that's why uh, PWI 500 is so important to wrestling community in general. Uh, again, not necessarily to the WWE and the big the, the big dogs up there. Yeah, because no, no matter punty. what,
5: they're getting paid, and they're going to be on Monday nights and Tuesday nights. Exactly,
0: but you know, it, it, it's great for wrestling as a whole. But, guys, moving on, we have to switch over now to the other promotion, the one that Putty loves the most, <laughs> AEW. <laughs> uh,
5: I'm on board with them. Watch your mouth.
0: Uh, no, well, Putty is actually not with AEW. Uh, no, I know. yeah, I, I, I remember that last time. I, I, I am the AEW skeptical. guy. He's very skeptical. But uh, AEW, they have a new signing. Uh, Tony Giovanni, guys, uh, apparently he's not going to be on commentary. Not that much. It's going to be uh, special occasions uh, right now. They're going to stick to uh, Jim Ross, Golden Boy, and Excalibur. Uh, he's going to be more of like a backstage role with on-air talent here and there. Apparently, you know, he's still busy. So you mean
4: Jane? <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess so.
0: I mean, like, you know, I, I really like his work in WCW, but, you know, he's got a lot going on with Atlanta Braves. Uh, University of Georgia, and, of course, MLW, right. Um, But, you know, he did sign a multi-year contract with AEW. Uh, Guys, what what do you think about this? Do you think his talents better utilized on broadcast, or what do we
4: think here? I only know Tony Schiavone as a broadcast talent, so I I do think that his talents are being wasted if he's in the back.
5: I was a fan of Tony Schiavone since the first time I ever saw him. at SummerSlam 1989, him and Jesse Debye Ventura calling the card. Always a fan of him. I mean, obviously, as a WWE mark in the (laughs) mid-90s... And I was too young to realize what was happening at this point because no <laughs> no no because when he was spoiling the results on a previous you know on Monday Night Raw because remember when Raw used to right, be taped right. I used to hate him I'm like oh that's a scumbag move why would he do it why would well, he s- it was why would ball, he say yeah. no exactly and then as as you learn years later you know obviously that's Eric Bischoff's call and, and at the time you know I was 10 years old so I'm I'm li- I'm watching Nitro and I'm like what the f-? I'm like what the fuck I'm like why is he spoiling Raw's uh, results. I hated him for that, but I've always was a fan of him. Like I said, since some '98, uh, 1989, um, I think he has a great voice. Um, I, I, I honestly, Jim Ross is the voice of wrestling. Number two, I'm putting Shivani right there. I think uh. that's
0: why. I think this is why I'm a little frustrated because they they do have Jim Ross on there and. You know, I, I always thought, how cool it would be to see Jim Ross and Tony
5: Schiavone together oh, on commentary? Yeah, I didn't even think and, of that. And, and, and now, now here It would they be are. a culmination of the last 20 years of right? the business. And, and now here we are. 20 years. It be 30 we, we, years. We have them on the
0: same promotion, and they're not going to do commentary together? Come on. Who,
4: who's uh, Jim Ross doing commentary in AEW right now? A, 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 as I mentioned before, I, I don't know if you're listening. <laughs> I was uh, drinking. I'm I think Excalibur
0: is very good, by Excalibur the way. Excalibur and Golden Boy. Uh, now, Jim Ross... Some are saying that he's not the same Jim Ross. It used to be uh, that the chemistry is just not really there with these guys. Um, you know, I, th- I still feel like it's a new promotion. A, I give, it time. Give, it time. give it time. Give it time. Give it time. Go listen um, to the
5: commentary in the 80s. Michael when, when J. Putty, give started. it
4: time. Give it
0: time, yes. man. Give, give, give it, time. it time. But, you know, AEW, we're talking about them. Uh obviously they have a they have a big show coming up. Huge. Uh something called All Out, right? All Out. <laughs> Michael J Putty
4: hates the names, All In, All Out, Double or Nothing, Same with with the uh Casino Royale theme. But uh yeah, it's a big show coming up. By the time you listen to this podcast, the show would have already happen. You know, so it's kind of hard for us to kind of dictate and talk about how great this show was. But we're going to try to do it. All right. Let's, well, let's, you know
0: I love challenges. Let's, let's tackle this, baby. Let's go.
4: What are the matches? We have Cody Rhodes versus, versus Spears. Who do you think is going to come up on that?
0: Oh, God. All right. So, you know, the thing is that they're telling a story, right? So the next time, what? The next, the next time we see AEW is going to be on TV correct? Yeah. T-
4: TNT? Which I got fucked over on tickets, by the way. Really? Oh, oh That's a whole other story.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we, have, we could have a lot more talking about with that. Uh, so next time, we're going to be at TNT. So they got, they got to continue the storyline. Uh, so this straight-up one-on-one match, one falls, no DQ, uh, no uh, DQ...
5: Uh, th- that counts too. So I, I
4: think Spears is the one who busted him open right. with a chair. Yeah. So there's
0: who, I think there's
4: going to be TQ in this. Maybe Cody Rhodes gets
5: this some revenge. This needs to be. This needs to be a DQ because you can't bury Cody right now, and I don't think Cody wants to bury a top talent like Sean Spears. Um, this has to be a DQ finish. Maybe this Cody, has to be.
0: Maybe Cody gets some revenge and hits him with a chair.
5: Exactly, and that's and then and then and also too, what that does that brings you a nice little storyline going in. To October, to, you know? to when they go on TV. It, exactly.
4: Right. So we're continuing with the Spears and Cody storyline once TV comes around. Yes. All right. And if it doesn't happen this way, then they fucked up.
0: Then they fucked up. They, they sucked. sucked up. Yeah. Uh, we, oh, or they came up with something way better and they're fucking genius. Let's talk about
4: one of the big matches the tag team. Tag team, I gotta admit that AEW is doing tag team the right way. You know, it's one of their mission statements from I the beginning. I knew you were going
5: to make that face because we've had this conversation before. <laughs>
4: no, but it's one of their missions. He, t- thinks, he thinks there's too many high spots
5: oh. in a Young Bucks match. And I said, this is the tag team that we don't get in WWE. This is yes. new. Yes. The point of AEW yes. is to give us something that we're not getting, and they're Breach. giving us that right now. Thus, why they're going with a trilogy right now. Hallelujah. Okay? With the Young Bucks.
4: Versus the Lucha Brothers. There it is. Brother. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be great. Yes. It's gonna be more yeah. high spots,
5: and I'm gonna mark out every fucking time.
4: Well. Spot monkeys, ready I, to go.
5: Uh, yeah, spot. <laughs> <laughs> and Carson's
0: like, yes, yes, yes. yes I love another, it. I love another, it. More, more, more. Another super uh, kick, another super uh, kick, another, uh, uh, another
4: super kick. Yes,
0: I love it. Uh, Young Bucks Way. <laughs>
4: I, I disagree. I think, the, I think the Lucha Brothers need to be built up on this to continue something really meaningful going forward. Or else, what are the Lucha Brothers going to be there mind, for? Keep in mind.
5: What type of match is it? No, nah. no, no. It's not a ladder match. It is a Escalera de la Muerte match, which is a ladder match.
4: <laughs> but you know when you say it in Spanish, it sounds so much more threatening. Oh, my God. I know. Yes. Carson, um, I sound you, so you,
5: much hotter when I say it in Spanish. <laughs> you probably you, speak Spanish you more you say more it often? again? Ya tu sabe.
4: Could you say it again? Esca, Escalera? What Escalera de la Muerte. Ladies and gentlemen, you this man cool right here. Shit. Dial it's a it new up 619 619- <laughs> We'll get you a date with our co host of tonight, Carson. Hola,
0: bitches. <laughs> all right, what, what else is on that card?
4: Uh, we have uh, the all out match with, with one of the three top stars in all independent wrestling. Mm-hmm. And they're going head to head. We have Joy Janela, Jimmy Havoc, And Darby Allen. So
5: love Darby Allen's performance against Cody. I mean, I think we're gonna have to go with Jimmy Havoc.
4: I think so too. I I think as a theme of how we're booking this promotion, and if and if you're listening to the show on this Monday, and they did not book Havoc to win, they fucked up.
1: They fucked up. They fucked
4: up because Joey Janela, hot going. He's he's got the after party. He's he's gonna be hot no matter what. There's nothing you could do. To fuck up what Joey Janala's got going on, okay?
5: His gimmick's always going to be over.
4: You mentioned Alin had a great match with Cody Rhodes. He got himself over on That's that That's why I
5: think Cody books him the win, though.
4: Who, who, need, that, might who have needs been his,
5: that might have been his tryout for what this. Is, what does
4: Havoc have to hold on to right now? What does Havoc have? Going into TV, we're talking about TV. What does he have to hold on to? He needs this match. He well, needs the, it.
5: Well, maybe the ending will prolong the storyline a little longer. Here's the thing. What I want to talk about with All Out,
0: though. Uh, obviously, John Moxley was supposed to be on this show. Yeah. Right? Uh, unfortunate events happened. Breaking news. Breaking news.
5: And John Moxley. That sucks, by the way. I was very, injured. very... That sucks. Can I say my breaking
0: news, Carson? Yeah,
4: God. say it.
0: Jon Moxley is injured, so he will not be at Starcast. He will not be at All Out. He's going to be out for a little bit. Why can't
4: he be at Starcast?
0: What does he got to do? Yeah, he pulled out. Just as always, she said, we should always, always do
4: <laughs>
0: But so now John Moxley who's obviously very hot right now uh, Is not going to be there Does that hurt
5: AEW? Yes Now it doesn't hurt it for the future But for this For how hot he was He, he uh, You're right now going head to head right now at WWE mm-hmm. Okay um, and, and you know what Well they say they aren't And, and you know what? maybe they aren't But Vince McMahon's going head to head with you and, yeah, and, and, and so which means you
0: guys are going head-to-head. A,
5: a, exactly. <laughs> it, whether you want to or not, you're going head-to-head with him. And John Moxley was the hottest thing going. He was the one guy WWE did not want to lose. Well, not the one guy they did not want to lose, but they did not want to lose in the AEW, and they did. And he made a grand debut. Huge. Huge debut. One of the biggest ones we've seen in the last decade, probably, in terms of...
4: John Moxley is the Hogan of WCW mm. for WD- AEW. Yeah. Yes. No, that, that's Huge. fair to say. Yeah. Absolutely, yes. yeah.
5: Maybe on a lower scale than Hulk Hogan, but you're 100% right. I agree. Right.
4: Shots were fired. But that's who AEW was banking on. And, and John Moxley is here. using, and he said in interviews before, he knows what he's there for. He is that star power. He's from that other company who's coming into AEW to put these guys over. And like it is a big loss. But the great thing about it is they're going on TV now. There's a lot more that you could use John Moxley on TV that doesn't necessarily have to go in 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 a ring. So, right? WWE smart. They
5: make Moxie part of the show somehow, some way. They have to. They, they have absolutely to. have to. You need to get him on there. You need to have him cost somebody a match. Uh, maybe he costs Omega the match against Pac.
0: Or even if he starts doing like those Brian Pillman type of promos back from his home, like something. Yes. anything will help because you know honestly. I've always said it, Moxley, uh, Dean Ambrose, whatever you call him, reminded me a lot of Brian, Brian Pillman. Pillman. Yes. A cross between Brian more Pillman. more PG
5: version of Brian Pillman.
0: Brian Pillman and Roddy Piper. It was a cross between those two. And uh, Dean Ambrose, he can do a lot of creative stuff. He doesn't necessarily have to be there live. Um, I, coming on TV, I think it's going to help a lot. thank God they coming on TV soon. But, you know,
4: for this, as far as this card with All Out, I, I think it does hurt. So who's replacing him? Pac. Pac. That's right. So, gentlemen... This is So we're doing the show on a Friday. This is technically our prediction, but again, if they don't book it this way, they fucked up. Who do you think is going to go over, Omega or
0: Pac? I think at this point, Omega.
5: If they were smart, they would have Moxley cost Omega the match and make that storyline even harder than what it is? Why aren't mm. you
4: booking wrestling right mm. now? Mm. Jesus Christ
5: Somebody hire me If they want ratings But <laughs> well, here's the thing If uh, you want with, ratings Hire me guys
4: After with, what, what happened With Pac This stuff
2: the
0: isn't la- hard What happened no, with pa- It's not pa- hard it's it's easy. Easy. We're doing it right now What was with easy. Pac In the last show When he pulled out I mean d-
5: Did they really want To give him that win Over Omega Yeah but things change With the Moxley injury Things change Booking changes True I the mean th- talk, You need you, you need to get to, You need to get To that Moxley Omega And, and that does not happen If Omega new,
0: goes over cleanly It's a new promotional. You want to set the tone with the talent saying that, hey, you're not bigger than the company. Yeah, we're going to have you back because we need to come back for this. We need to That's fill the spot. That's Vince's mentality, though. Yeah, That's no, I, I, mentality. I, I, I agree. But Hey, listen, yes. you're showing a new promotion. You're going to let the talent well, uh, the talent run this
4: ship right That's now? That's the whole point. That's why people are so invested in AEW no. because well, you well, want well, the From talent. a company, from so a company actually have,
0: standpoint, from a brand standpoint. Other than
5: Tony Khan, who runs AEW, Sean?
0: who the wrestlers every wrestler say EVP okay. of this okay, so which I think is a mistake so, so, okay
5: so take the Vince McMahon mentality out of it because that's not what's happening there it's not a Vince McMahon mentality and that's why uh,
4: people want to watch it because finally the wrestlers have a little control over the creative they have a control over their characters they can actually dictate a little bit of what their characters should be doing we want more
0: real let them be real. Guys, honestly, I you guys hear me all the time. I'm a big advocate for AD, AEW. I want AEW to succeed. But with that being said, you need a business model to succeed. It can't be all about the art. It can't be all about the craft. But their business someone, model does I, not have
4: to be Vince McMahon's can model. Finish?
0: Can I finish? Can I finish? It's not necessarily Vince McMahon's model. It's a business model for success in general. You look at any business model uh, – in any any company, any successful Forbes uh, top five hundred, top one hundred, whatever, it, they obviously they have a model to succeed. You don't let the employees run the show. You don't let the audience run the show. You obviously have people that are trained to run this ship. And the moment you let the the prisoners run the prison, you have a problem.
5: You don't think you don't think that they. Okay, so do you honestly think that Cody and, and the Young Bucks Omega are just going to put themselves over the entire time like what happened back when, like, say, Dusty was, was booking shows? I hope not. No, I don't think they are. I hope not. There's so much information and data out there right now in terms of like what gets over with the fan base. More than there's ever been. Every year, there's always more data, more data, more data. You don't think these guys have it figured out? They but, have no, the financial
0: backing. They have the financial backing. but you, Okay, so Pac is obviously not EVP of the company. A but like I'm just using him as an example. You you have to set the tone here. Okay. Otherwise, you're going to have more and more people walking out when you were backing out last. But
4: minute. who's to say that the business model is not to listen to the wrestlers, to listen to the professional wrestlers has to be a who balance. know themselves the best. Who know themselves, there themselves has the best, to be a who fine know balance. the business, who's paid their dues, who's been working a lot longer than someone who wants to be an agent or maybe has been doing it with less experience than that professional wrestler. Well, see, you so you think in-
5: AW is better off with like 15 riders booking for them rather than having Cody, Young Bucks, Omega, and so on booking for themselves and for others who are actually friends with them as well?
0: I think, honestly, there needs to be a fine balance. I think that's honestly where it needs to be. You didn't be. answer my question, though. No, no, I, I, I am answering your question. I, I don't necessarily agree with what you, the option you gave me. I don't necessarily agree with the other option you guys are agreeing with. I, I think there just needs to be a balance of things. Yes, I think someone that knows wrestling as well as Cody Rhodes does, does help. Uh, the Young Bucks, maybe. Kenny Omega, maybe. Chris Jericho, definitely, because he's been around for quite some time. But Jim, having someone like Jim Ross, I don't necessarily know if he's an EVP or not but that helps a lot. So
4: Hollywood, you have you've, you've been introduced to the professional wrestling circuit now. You are I'm not a talking about professional wrestling. Of, I'm of talking about Sujin Squad from business. If you went to work for a new independent wrestling company and the owner of that company said, "You know what? I like what you guys are doing, but I'm going to pay you to do something different. I want you guys to wear clown costumes and come out and just make everybody laugh. That's what I want you to do. That's what I'm going to pay you to do." Would you do
0: it? I am at that level right now in the wrestling community where, listen, I'm a team player. I, I do what's asked of me. And I'm going to do a fucking great job at it. That's what I am at right now.
4: But see, that, that's where I think AEW is different. And that's what they're trying to give the fans. They're yes, trying to give yes. the fans a little bit of what the wrestlers... But I'm not Chris Jericho.
0: If I'm Chris Jericho, then I have different say. I, I am new, like I said, into the wrestling world. So obviously, yes, yeah, so we talked about before about paying dues, and they dues I have to do. So obviously, what you tell me to do, what you're going to pay me to do, I'm going to give you what you want, and I'm going to give you even more so what you want, and I'm going to do a phenomenal job at it. But, you know, if I'm Chris Jericho, if I'm Cody Rhodes, obviously I'm running the show, I have to say what's going on. Fine. Yeah, it helps that they know what's going on, and they can actually have influence of the Khan family. Because obviously, they know somewhat about professional wrestling, but they don't really know professional wrestling. They have the money to back it, of course. That's so the that, 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 that's the biggest thing there. They have TNT, which is familiar with professional wrestling. They haven't had professional wrestling well, so they may need to be reduced into that. So that also helps, having Jim Roster uh, coordinate that as well. Um, you know, it, that's why I say it's a fine balance. But when you start giving uh, your friends. Uh, or other professional wrestlers a little bit more leeway into a company that's just starting off, I think it does give a bad message. Uh, Having Pac come back to his spot I think is needed, but I think having him win maybe, and I could be wrong, maybe send a wrong message to some of the wrestlers. That's all I'm saying.
5: yeah, Yeah, but you know what, though? Those wrestlers are so happy. Like a guy like Sean Spears right now, even if he loses, okay, even if he loses, Against Cody, he is getting more of a chance than he ever would have gotten in WWE. Because you want to know what he would be in WWE right now? At catering. That's where he'd be. No, absolutely. He'd be Uh, at catering.
4: He'd be chasing for the 24-7 title. Yes, exactly, yeah. He'd
5: be running around the arena like a fucking idiot chasing for a a, a title, which actually I give... Drake Maverick and R-Truth for getting that title <laughs> a little bit over with me as the time goes yeah, on. But, but we want to get into wait, that right guys, now. Guys, you're doing a great.
0: Job. <laughs> Listen, honestly, guys, I'm, like, noticing wait, my time right now. We're going way over an AEW
4: we could wrap it up with talking about sending a message. What message are they going to send with that championship match? The first ever AEW champion is going to be Chris Jericho at Hangman Page.
0: Yeah, we do have to talk about that. Um, I, I, I want to say Chris Jericho, Need but... To be,
4: needs to
5: be Hangman. I think it needs to be Hangman. You need to identify – you need to separate yourself from WWE some way. And Agreed. making Jericho champion, Hangman Page needs to get that belt and put that company on his back for the time being. But I think it is expect the expected answer. I think –
0: It's okay. They, they, you they can, can
5: give fan service. It's your first – <laughs> No, it's, you know, it's your first title. It's your, it's your first anointment of a champion. You can give fan service there. You That's can, okay. You can
0: give fan service. But it, I think it's dependent on, like, how he wins. You know how does if Jericho wins, how does he win? I don't think he should win clean. I really. Do. If Jericho wins this match, he can't win clean. If Hangman wins clean, I think that's fine. Yeah. But, you know, it, it's going to be interesting. Honestly, there, there's a lot of things that can go either way with different matches there. And all out is going to be definitely a show to watch. I mean, does John Moxley have effect? Yes. But if AEW delivers the same way that we expected with Moxley out, I think they win even more
4: so. There's something. uh since a, a shot of wrestling has come into play, we've, we've talked to a lot of wrestlers and a lot of promoters. And the way that booking a show is successful, in my opinion, there has to be something impactful that is just reserved for that live studio audience, that live arena audience. Yes. And it's something that AEW has done very successfully with the um, exposure of John Moxley. You know, when he came out, it was like, holy shit, John Moxley's here. What do you think their surprise is going to be this time? Oh,
0: shit. That's a good question. (laughs) Uh, Abel, you're you're killing me with time right now, man. (laughs) Um, Another debut, maybe?
5: I I think. Get it over for for, for that first Wednesday? Yes. Yes. It's got to be. It has to be something big. Another debut that we don't know about yet. Yes.
4: It has to be something Enzo Cass? No. No. Enzo Enzo Cass has been working too closely with ROH right now. They have their own shit working out. Uh, WWE is interested in them. Fuck them. What I think is the big shot that's going to lead them into this war that they need to send a message, CM Punk. I want if CM Punk. He doesn't have to even get involved. If he just comes and stands. Stands at the top of the ramp. That is and all just stares the he ring, needs to do. I am putting my head through that fucking
5: TV, and I am marking out. And I'll tell you right now, the John Moxie debut will be completely forgotten. Yes. Because that yes. will now be... The biggest debut we've seen.
4: Let's go into TV for that.
5: And yes, like what's
4: happening next? That, Holy shit! And
5: the fact that he's on Starcast three,
0: it, it, it could happen. Just it thinks about it. It, 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 makes, it makes you. Think. It makes, it makes, makes you, 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 wonder. you wonder. Yeah. If that does happen, if CM Punk even shows up in the crowd, if they get a camera shot of him in the crowd, even it doesn't even matter. All eyes are going to be in AEW when they come on TNT in Hell October.
4: yeah! And that's they need a surprise. Something is going to happen by the time you listen to this. Especially with, Punk has not debuted in AEW. They fucked, they up. fucked up. They fucked up. <laughs> they, and with that, with that,
0: we have to go back to WD, WWE. Cheers and Heels. Uh, we're going to take a quick break.
2: Hey, thanks so much for listening to A Shot of Wrestling. But don't you dare go away. There is more just around the corner. Last Calls coming up with yours truly, Mike Quackenbush.
0: Shot of Wrestling presents Cheers and Heels. Alright, so guys, we're coming back for Cheers and Heels. A little bit different than normally what Putty does it. Uh, I'm just going to go right into the the biggest thing for wrestling so far uh, for WWE, which is King of the Ring. Uh, Something I care about the most. I'm happy it's back. I'm I'm very happy it's back. Glad it's back. So, Hopefully it
4: means something this time.
0: Uh, last uh, this past week, we saw Ricochet beat Drew McIntyre in upset <sighs> to advance. Uh, I know that was my guy. Drew McIntyre was my guy as that well, my so guy. my my bracket is completely busted. Uh, Baron Corbin beat The Miz to advance. Um, let's see, Chad Gable beat Shelton Benjamin in a match that no one cared about to advance. Uh, Ali beat Buddy Murphy in a phenomenal match to advance as
4: well. So with that I like be- that this this tournament it's giving a lot of the the new talent a lot of opportunity to really, really show up. Which is something that the
0: King of the Rings should do, actually. So, with that being said, uh, the next round, we're going to see Samoa Joe face Ricochet. Mm. I I think Ricochet, with uh, the trend that's going on right now, is going to pull out the win. What do you guys think? Has to.
5: Ricochet goes over.
0: Ricochet goes over? Has to. Has, Has to. Go over. Agreed. Uh, then we have Cedric Alexander going against Baron Corbin. Uh, Cedric Alexander playing up that knee injury uh, against the match with Cesaro uh, from last uh, from this past Monday. Mm. I think Baron Corbin comes
5: out on top. Baron Corbin wins, and I don't think that's his last victory either. Mm.
4: Mm. So I, I want okay. I w- I, w- I want Cedric to win, especially playing up that that knee injury. Like, I want him to be that story for the fans who, who need that underdog, you know, that Daniel Bryan or... or I,
0: I agree thing. with you. I think Cedric Alexander versus Ricochet would be one hell of a match Ooh. to see. Uh, however,
4: aren't are we watching 205 Live again?
5: A, Pretty much.
0: True. <laughs> and then also we we had the visual of Baron Corbin sitting on the throne with the crown on with the mic. He doesn't have a gimmick
5: a, right now either. He's he kind of in no man's, man's he, he land. He, he doesn't kind of. so we King have the, of the visual ring
0: is what there. Needs. Uh WWE obviously did that for a reason. So I think Baron Corbin does advance. We get to see Baron Corbin uh possibly against Ricochet going to the finals, possibly guys. Who do you think? I think you, Carson, you touched on it, Baron Corbin goes to the finals, right? Yes, he does. Right. Okay. Uh,
4: Abel, what do you think? Well, I think King, King Ricochet could actually call himself finally King Ricochet, you know?
0: And I agree with you, Abel, Carson. A good point, but I think Ricochet does advance at that. Uh, going on to the next side of the bracket here, we have Elias going against Ali. Uh, I personally, I think Ali's going to win that match. Uh, guys, what do you think?
5: I think Ali wins. He's supposed to get numerous pushes in the past. Mm-hmm. And that was cut short by injury. I think King of the Ring is a good way to propel him to the championships. We're talking
4: about things that that, uh, wrestlers need. Uh, Elias has a great character. He's had a great character from the beginning. He's putting himself over just like the Fiend. He doesn't need this win right now. Um, So Elias ain't going to go any further than that.
0: Copy that. All right. So then we have Andrade against Chad Gable. Guys, do I need to go much further? Andrade (laughs) is going to move forward in this. Guys, what do you think?
5: I, well, I think no matter what, you're going to get a great match with Ali there in the semis. Um, but I think Andrade definitely goes over.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, Carson, Carson booked it earlier. He is the future of the business, brother. Right. It, I want to see Andrade, Johnny Gargano in the future of WWE. So, yes, let's keep pushing Andrade.
0: All right. So then we have Andrade versus Ali then if we, uh, if the bracket's set up to what we think. Uh, at that Ooh, point, good match, good yeah, match. that's going to be a great match. Uh, I think Andrade does go over there. Uh, which case in my in my bracket it's going to be Andrade Ooh. versus Ricochet in the final what a final uh That's which case then I would choose hot I would choose Andrade to win, which would mean Andrade is king and Selena Vega the queen uh Ooh. guys what do you think? I think
5: I like Ali it. wins that um and I, well we'll get to the other side of the bracket, but I'll just say for now Ali wins Ali wins, okay, yes. And then you
0: think Ali then versus Baron Corbin what happens
5: I think that Nobody wants to – well, I mean, I actually don't mind seeing Baron Corbin take – I, th- I think King of the Ring is a heel tournament um, mm. to win. It's a, it's, it's a heel tournament to win. Um, but I think that if they really want to get Ali over, they tease us with the Baron Corbin victory, and Ali goes over and, and, and is the King of the Ring. Um, but part of me also thinks that Baron Corbin's going to win the King of the Ring. I can't really tell you. you no, know If I had a prediction, I would say Baron Corbin. Boom. Okay. There we go. Stick to that. Wins the entire thing.
4: Well, I, I had the wrong answer last week. <laughs> <laughs> Same here. So, I
0: had Drew McIntyre winning the whole thing, but I- – Dead wrong. You know,
4: I, I, jinx, I think well, you know what happened? We jinxed them. We did. We jinxed them. We did. So what we're gonna, I want Andrade to win. So let's jinx. Let's do the opposite. Ricochet is going to win. Ricochet's is going to win. Ricochet going to win, means, win the whole thing. Which means he's going to jinx uh, and then Andrade is going to win, which is what I want to see.
0: I don't understand what you said, but <laughs> I dang it. All right. So that's cheers and heels for the week, guys. Uh, moving on. Uh, so September 7th. Shout wrestling is going big to be night. back big on night. commentary. Not only for Chikara, but for BWF for Bronx Wrestling Federation. Uh, we're going to have a big card that match for BWF 100. So That's amazing, by the way. It is for
4: that promotion to get to that 100 show. Going on Kudos, strong. Kudos, congratulations.
0: We're going to have the women's match: J.L. Koto versus Vicious Vicky. We're going to have the BWF US title. is going to be a fatal four-way match. It's Rick Recon. My man. My prediction for 2019 breakout star of the year, and I am right so far. He's going to defend his U.S. championship against Abeliz Haram, Wildman Rojas, and Rufus. God bless you. Rick Recon wins uh, easily, <laughs> for sure.
4: Oh, we do predictions for this, too. <laughs> no, it, it, there's no need for a prediction because
0: we just know. Uh, next, uh, we're going to have Bronco Internacional and El Jefe, Manny Martinez, versus You're Awesome with Matt Awesome. As I like to call him Mike Awesome because I really don't care what his name is. Uh, and Johnny Santos
4: and then I, wait wait i predict michael j putty is going to be dancing through bronco international's entrance fuck him <laughs> and that entrance and
0: that entrance fucking ugh. bronco much respect to your legacy as i said to the last show but my god you irritate me uh next up, we also have the bwf tag team championship belts on the line bx strong uh they're looking to go possibly eight and oh as a Two-man faction, as I like to call themselves. Two-man faction fucking champions. Fucking irritates me as well. Uh, against my boys, Chris Barton and Dominic De Niro. Uh, and also, and it's added into this, is absolutely colossal Alvin Alvarez and
4: Mike Law. A great tag team. By the way, uh, no disrespect to your Setsujins. Okay, no disrespect.
0: But... But BX what? Strong, There's no butt.
4: BX Strong has been putting over this tag team championship over more than any other tag team that I've ever seen hold those straps.
0: Oh, my God. They came out as jabronis this past weekend. I love their uh, confidence. They came out as, with Goldberg gimmicks. Hashtag too Good. Too good. They can't. are really that good. They would spell good right. They're they just irritating. That's how the kids spell it nowadays. Mark. The it. These are grown you ass men. We're representing. BW. I can't even go further with this conversation with you. We're uh, moving on. Uh, BWF World Cruiserweight Championship Match. Nikos Ricos with his beautiful, vicious Vicky. Uh, they're gonna go. You gotta again. roll your R's. Ricos. Ricos, I can't do that. I'm the worst Spanish person in the world. He's defending his Cruiserweight Championship against Chris Cage after he just beat he just beat and destroyed in a two out of three falls match at back to school for BWF against Brother Greatness. Nicos Ricos has a short time to recover from that match, but being the champion that, uh, champion that he is, he's the heavyweight of the Cruiserweight division. I think he's going to take home... Uh, the gold again in that match. Going on to BWF Five Burroughs title. It's a no disqualification match. Tyree Taylor Defensive Championship against Steve Lugo. Uh, one has to wonder if the uh, Black Mafia, uh, if they're going to be there.
4: They're always lurking around. They're always
0: lurking around. It's
4: never safe. It's never safe. It's never safe. I need to bring protection next time I go to this show.
0: You know, Tyree Taylor, he, he, he's going to have to think about, did he make the right decision not joining that group? But... We're going to find that out. And then in your main event, the BWF World Heavyweight Championship is on the line. Uh, The new champion, Eric Jaden, my man, he gives TJ Marconi one more shot at it so he can stop his bitching and moaning uh, against TJ Marconi.
4: Mad respect. Mad respect for that. He cashed in on TJ Marconi. A a lot of uh, debate on how he won that title. Controversy. Yeah, we hear it. But... Mad respect on Eric Janin for giving him the opportunity that I think TJ definitely deserves.
0: Honestly, I think we're just tired of hearing it. <laughs> we're just tired of hearing it. You know, TJ Marconi likes to run his mouth and have a white claw every now and then. And uh, Oh, he likes white claws? He, like, he likes white claws now. That's his thing.
5: Mango raspberry. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's, that's what he's been reduced to. You're after- a TJ Marconi guy or you're a white
5: claw guy? If he's a White Claw guy, I'm a T.J. Marconi guy, oh, baby. stop.
4: This is like TG White Marconi. White Claw bring people together. Not we don't nothing understand that? He has a little T.J. Marconi resemblance to him. What? He looks. Are you like his brother? You guys, you guys look very similar.
0: I'm only an advocate. Yep. <laughs> Green man, he, he needs to stop drinking. Uh, so obviously that match, Eric Jaden goes over. He has to. T.J. Marconi, listen. Um, does he? I, I, I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again here on the air. TJ Marconi, I do hope you're listening. Listen, much respect to your legacy, uh, what you've done, what you've accomplished. How you Legacy, you sound like the guy is dying. His career is dying. He's not the same man He's he used to be. He's just getting started. He's not the same man he used to be. Before that heart condition, which is unfortunate, uh, you know, he was a, a fighting champion. He was dominant. He defended in different countries. He was a very well-respected BWF World Heavyweight Champion. But since he came back... Uh, obviously you know he's been fighting against – he was never really challenged the way uh, Eric Jaden came about. Eric Jaden was his one true test, and he failed. Obviously, TJ Marconi, you're not the same person you used to be. I think your biggest problem is the fact that how – you say it's how Eric Jaden won. I think the problem is that you know deep down inside you're not the same competitor you were. And uh, unfortunately for you, you're going to find that out on September 7th when Eric Jaden gives you another L.
4: You condescending motherfucker.
0: You, I I I'm just stating the for, truth
4: for you to say that TJ Marconi's legacy it, it it doesn't even compare to what Eric Jaden has been able to do with,
0: with Eric Jaden was a was a fighting champion as well. TJ Marconi you, 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 you.
4: has put this company on his back. BWF is relevant because of TJ Marconi. I respect. He I'm not I'm, just, I'm not disrespecting
0: that. I'm just
4: saying what well, is I'm, now. Not, I'm not
0: disrespecting. I'm just saying you suck, TJ Marconi. I'm just saying. Come what, on. What, Listen, what you did yesterday... That sounds very
4: disrespectful, what, Hollywood. What you
0: did yesterday doesn't necessarily translate to today. Today, uh, unfortunately, you're not the champion. You have to get over that. You lost. Move on. You know exactly what happened when, when Eric Jaden won well, you know, that contract. You know what that contract entailed. You know who Eric Jaden is. You don't, you, don't think, you don't think Eric Jaden is going to take advantage of an opportunity against you? Are you stupid? Or did you lose a step? What happened, TJ Marconi? Because either way, it's not a good look on you. But... That's, that's what I have for you. That's going to happen September 7th. That's my prediction. Actually, it's not a pre- pre- uh, prediction. It's a guarantee. So uh, we'll leave it at that. Guys, awesome show. This is probably my last show hosting. <laughs> because Michael J. Putty's going to try to get it back from me. But we'll see about that. Um, going home thoughts. Anything. Nothing.
4: <laughs> awesome. Well, oh, I was waiting for you. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of great shows and we've, we said it time and time again. If you want to see the best professional wrestling anywhere, just, you don't have to look for, look into your backyard. There's a lot of great promotions in your neighborhood, whether you're in long Island, uh, you're in, in New York, Jersey city, where, wherever you are, just check out your local independent promotion because there's something hot going on in your backyard.
5: And can I piggyback that statement right there? Um, it's new. Even if you've never been to a show before, it's new. It's fresh. It's not the same old crap you may see or or, or something you get bored of week after week. It is new, um, refreshing. So if you are a wrestling fan, make sure you get out there and check out those shows. Yeah, one chant I have never heard at an indie show is same old shit. So <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can
0: uh, tell you that much. Uh, listen, guys, it's been an honor hosting these past two weeks. I uh, can't wait to be back on with Putty. Can't wait to, you know, just... Go back with the flow. Go back to BWF as well in commentary to see Eric Jaden win once again live in person. But with that being said, Abel, thank you for being with me. Carson, thank you for being back. Thank you for having me again. Uh, I joked around before. Hopefully, you are back again uh, giving us your other stats of the week. So, guys, this is Mark Schwan, and I am out.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, at this time, I need to announce it's last, last call, call at, at the bar. The
4: bar. Oh, oh. All right, we have made it to the end of the episode and it's last call. We're still here with the one, the only Mike Quackenbush. Now, Mike, it's very simple. Rapid fire questions. The first thing that comes to your mind is the first thing you should answer.
2: Are you ready? I accept your terms.
4: (laughs) Well, then away we go. (laughs) What comic book character would you like to see Russell? Wow. The thing. Ooh, I'm down with that. Uh, In your travels, where have you found the best cuisine? Salzburg, Austria. Hmm. If you only had one outfit in your wardrobe to wear for the rest of your life, what would you wear?
2: Uh, I've got a light gray suit that I often pair with a navy blue dress shirt, and I've got a matching set of brown watch, belt, and shoes. The suit mafia is in full effect tonight here, ladies and gentlemen.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what do you consider to be your prized possession?
2: Oh, wow. Oh boy. That is, that's a tough one. Do you have more than I, one? No, I, I, I'm not, I, not that I don't collect things or things like that. I don't really covet them like that. Hmm. I don't, I don't think of them in that way. Like if, if my place was on fire, um, you know what I might I, – I have here, just a couple feet from where I'm sat right now, a handwritten note that was taped to the door of the Chikara locker room hmm. when the one two three kid was wrapping up his visit to King of Trios. It is a letter to all of us at Chikara from him. Oh, wow. I might grab that and take it with me out of the
4: fire. That is amazing. Uh, what is your motto in life? uh i suppose it is
2: fail recklessly
4: hell yeah who is the first person you
2: think when winning an award first person i thank when winning an award i don't know what the heck i would win an award for. <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to imagine the context um It would have to be the people who have taught me the most. Um, So that that probably comes down to the first guy who ever really mentored me in professional wrestling, Ace Darling. There we go. Is breakfast food acceptable for dinner? Oh, yeah. As a kid, I had pancakes for dinner every night my dad ever cooked.
4: If you can change anything about yourself, what would it be? Uh, I would have less sensitive skin. Which current wrestler do you enjoy seeing as a fan?
2: Mmm. Mmm. not bias here because we're also friends. I love watching the revival. Oh.
4: Man after my own heart. Now, mm. if your career were to end tomorrow,
2: what would you like to be remembered for? For being one of the people who helped the art form that I love, progress into its next evolution.
4: Well said, Mike. There's so many contributions here that we are grateful uh, for you to have contributed to. And, you know, just like you, we all just love this business. We love professional wrestling. And we want to just thank you from the bottom of our hearts for contributing to the growth. And thank you for joining us here on The Shot of
2: Wrestling. Thank you for those very kind words.